0: Hi there, and welcome to the Wholehearted Healer podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Avine Banish, And before we get started with the show today, I just wanted to invite you to consider joining me in my January winter circle. Uh, For the past 13 years, I have been assisting women during moments of transition in their lives. Clients seem to find me at key moments when something is falling away or something new is emerging in their life. Um, And I've been calling together these amazing circles that I do seasonally where women gather and we do them virtually, uh, usually for about six weeks. And through connection and community and uh, coaching, it's just astounding to me the forward movement that is made, the insight that is discovered, and the friendships that are formed. And so um, we're kicking off another round in January. I'm offering a Tuesday evening um, session as well as a Wednesday around lunchtime session. Uh, programs will, will run for six weeks. I will link um, all the details in the show notes, but I would love it if you would consider joining me in the winter circle. So without further ado, here is my guest and welcome. And thank you for listening to the Wholehearted Healer podcast. Mm-hmm. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Wholehearted Healer podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. Today, you're in for a treat. I have Dr. Andre Leroy on. Uh, Dr. Leroy is both a Harvard trained medical doctor and a medical intuitive, and she's an expert in lifestyle, functional, integrative, and rehabilitative medicine. And um, I've heard her speak before. I was really impressed with her. We're going to talk, I'm sure we'll cover a lot of topics today. We're going to focus a little bit on intuition and how that can be of assistance in our lives. So uh, Dr. Leroy, I want to say welcome. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Yeah. And thank you so much for having me. I'm just really grateful. It's always a pleasure to meet another like-minded soul. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. We were just talking before we pressed record um, that you and I share an undergraduate um, alma mater at University of Illinois. So that's kind of a I had many good years there. I've good memories of that place. Mm. Um, so, maybe to begin, um, Andre, let's talk a little bit just about your story because I think it's always interesting to shade in sort of who you are and how you even came from this background as a very highly trained, well-trained physician. And now today we're going to talk about intuition. And so that bridge is really interesting. And I would love to hear a little bit about it. So if you could tell us about yourself.
1: Yeah, sure. Andre Leroy, I was born and raised in a suburb of Chicago, Illinois. You can kind of hear my Midwestern accent. (laughs) Um, So uh, my parents are from the Caribbean, though. My dad is Haitian. My mother is Jamaican. My mom comes from a lineage of natural healers. My dad comes from a lineage of physicians, although he himself is not one. So, and for those of you who don't know much about Caribbean culture, they tend, the Haitians and Jamaicans tend to clash a lot. Like, it's like, whoa, you know, they just, for whatever reason, but my parents found each other and, um. You know, my my grandmother especially used to use a lot of natural herbs and what they call bush teas from Jamaica to help us when we were really sick. And if we didn't get better, then we would go see my cousin down the street and she would say, oh, it's strep throat or it's this or it's that and really help us like support our recovery. So for me, it never felt like uh, any sort of clash. It felt like you know a pretty harmonious transition. Like we do everything naturally first, and then we go to um, more um, more invasive treatments and and medications, drugs, and then surgery, surgical interventions. So I grew up in that household. But on my father's side, interestingly, my aunt Cosette, um, who raised you know two physicians. Uh, who both went to the university of Illinois. Um, she, uh, was a very intuitive healer. Uh, I remember I came home, uh, from my first year of college, I'd done a breast self-exam and I found out I had a fibro, uh, a fibroid on the breast tissue. And You know, they were going to do a surgery, a biopsy to see what it was. They didn't think it was cancer. Um, And I remember my aunt just sitting with me and telling me like, you know, Andre, you really probably want to cut back on your caffeine intake and really, really look at nurturing yourself. And I was like, say what? You know, (laughs) I was just like, okay, here goes my crazy aunt again, you know? (laughs) And then later I find out that, um, it was interesting years later, I came across a study that showed that the fibrocystic, you know, breast, it's a condition where you can get, you know, the, the density of the breast changes, but you can also get fibroadenomas. I didn't know that, um, can be, um, there's a risk associated with caffeine intake. Then when I was learning about chakras in Ayurvedic medicine, I learned that, you know, each body system has a corresponding in the chakra system, the energy system, emotional pattern, mental pattern, and spiritual pattern. And for the breast, it's self-nurturance. And she just knew this without any logic, any reasoning, any anything, I also grew up in a pretty chaotic household. You know, there was a lot of uh, uh, trauma that I perceived from a very stoic, not very emotional, very masculine, tough. My mom's nickname is the diesel, and a more soft, light-hearted, passive father who ended up being a stay-at-home dad. And so there was a lot of conflict in their relationship. I was a very sensitive child, and I think I absorbed a lot of that. And so working through my own life challenges, I never really felt like I fit in in medicine. I always felt like I'm a little on the outskirts. I thought about becoming a naturopath at one point but wanted to also work internationally. And because I had this strong lineage of physicians, I thought, well, maybe I could be this bridge between these worlds. So that's my story. And I really see myself in many ways more now as a healer, a facilitator of healing. Um, Then, I mean, I'm still a physician, but I see my role expanding beyond that. And that's why I love the topic of intuition so much. Thank you so much for that,
0: that background. And I just love, um, I think that's so common that, um, especially as physicians, when we set out and were taught us just a certain model of, of, um, a way of being, it's always surprising when we realize how much wisdom, Um, And I I even love the way that you lay out, like first we do common sense, natural remedies, and then we move on to medicine and, and um, synthetic medicines and beyond. So uh, there's so much wisdom in all of that. And, and then I think for so many of us, especially um, female physicians who are intuitive and, and see themselves as bridges, um, a lot of it is unlearning and remembering, right? What we all, what we. Likely came here knowing, and then, and then we forgot.
1: Totally, it's like uh, this unlearning process, this connection with nature. But I think the biggest thing for me was, I had to get to a point within myself where I came to really being as a human being, as a, as opposed to the doing. I was, I learned um, maybe two years ago that overwork is actually a trauma response. And I thought about it. It's like, if you are living life with the belief that like, I'm not good enough unless I work harder and harder and harder, of course you'll achieve a lot. Um, It may burn you out, but um, it's really a pattern that gets out of hand Uh, And can be a bit maladaptive unless we're willing to really recognize and declare our worth and realize like as a soul and as a being, I am like an emanation of love and amazement and wonder and beauty and insight and wisdom. And so there's so much more beyond what I thought, or what I was taught to believe about myself. And so that unlearning process for me started in 2013. I enrolled in the University of Santa Monica, a program, and I would fly from Boston to Santa Monica to learn about spiritual psychology. Um, And it just opened up this whole new world for me of being, of being with myself, of listening in, of really connecting to uh, this wisdom and this wonder that I really had left behind since I was a little kid, you know? So much to unpack in what you just shared.
0: Um, You know, this idea of human being rather than human doing, this podcast is going to come out in December when many of the amazing multitasking women we know are kind of um reaching a state of doing right i mean you have work you have then all the things that holidays pile on top of that all of our expectations and the consuming and all of it so someone listening who might not even know like what does she mean by saying being rather than doing can you just explore that a little bit
1: yeah it's like Even in being with myself, I had to learn, like, how can I be still? Because most of if you really want a simple, quick tip to expand or enhance or really learn more about your intuition, just being still, you know, and I never thought that would be so hard, but it can be, you know, because what else comes up while we're trying to do that? And so can I be still enough and get beyond whatever thoughts might be coming in about what I need to do and what I need to do next and how I need to be going, 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 and just be present in my body and present with myself to like even breathing. You know, if you think about if I slow down enough and just breathe in and out, like I am receiving this amazing oxygen and then like letting it out and how my how my body its wisdom it just expands and my heart continues to beat and so there's all these aspects that i was missing even though i learned so much about the body but i was not able to savor like or really be palpably in touch with so many of the miracles because I was so caught up in the doing, 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 and what's next and what's next. And it can be anxiety provoking. You know, we talk about anxiety. Oh my gosh, she's so anxious. And and I think we've just gotten to a point where we need a little reset Mm -hmm. to slow down and really be present with ourselves, present with each other, present with our families, because that's even what the holidays are about, you know? So it became an invitation to me and then to others to just, and I hope this answers your question, but being, being to me, it means I don't have anything to prove. I don't have anything that I have to do that makes me worthy of being here in this space right here, right now. I don't have anything I need to say or pay. I can just sit and breathe, and experience love from myself, from the universe, and that is enough.
0: Yeah, I feel that. Like I receive that, and and at the same time, someone who's listening, or even you and I, when we when we started this process of shifting, um, that these patterns are deeply ingrained in our neural networks and our ways of being, and so you know, you're not doing it wrong. If you have to remind yourself of that a hundred times a day.
1: (laughs) I mean, I had to remind myself of it this morning, believe it or not. That's how much forgetting there is because this more, like I do not play on my phone. I mean, I do a little bit, like I text and I'll see what's going on in social media, but I, this morning I downloaded a game. I never do that. (laughs) And it's this game where you have to like add up by twos, like two, four, six, eight, and these blocks and something. But I was like in that. And then I had to stop and be like, what am I doing here? What am I distracting myself from? Mm -hmm. So I just took a pause and I was like, what's here? And I have noticed I've been like picking up a little bit more sugar than I normally do. And so I decided to just take that pause and I listened, and there was this sadness that needed to come out because I am um, experiencing some challenge in a personal situation. And so I just had to like be with myself and be with my sadness for a moment. And my habit, my knee jerk was to get on this game and distract myself or get on social media or like work and sit sit in a note or whatever. And then I had to remind myself this morning. Stop. What's really happening here? And I had a little cry. And then the feelings passed because a feeling witnessed dissipates a feeling that is like distracted from shut out, uh, not witnessed it festers. And it comes out in weird ways. Oh Yeah. sugar for me. Yep. And then like, I never, I I'm telling you, like, I'll, I'll go on the Mind Valley app. I'll go on, you know, the fabulous app to do a meditation, but I'm not like a game solitaire, whatever person. And so I knew something was up, but I couldn't name it. I couldn't figure out. And it's, it has been a busy time. And so until I took that moment to really slow down Be like, what is this? And be with it. I was like, oh, this is what it is. I'm trying to suppress my sadness and my frustration. And can I allow myself to have that? Can I allow myself the dignity of knowing I'm not happy-go-lucky every day and all the time? And when I did that and allowed myself the moments and the tears, it didn't go on forever. It was like a pattern that was holding. Yeah. Yeah. It was like maybe two minutes. And it's like, oh, be with that. You know, like, oh, it's just have some compassion for that. And it's okay. And then it passed. I really love that
0: example, Andre, because I think a lot of times when people hear intuition, they think, I don't know what they, you know, we think, oh, I'm going to, you know, Somehow I'm going to have this vision of my future ideal life where I'm going to have abundance or, you know, all of these sort of lofty, vague, ungrounded ideas that Mm -hmm. intuition may direct us towards. But I think um, like your example of in the moment, day to day, that sometimes tapping into our intuition means accessing discomfort that if we just sit with it like you say so beautifully it it will pass and it will brought into the light it will have less power and effect over us and so that is um i think that's where the rubber meets the road for intuition on a in a day to day moment to moment thing
1: yes and you know it does lead to those other miracles too yes. you know like i've had intuitive hits where i'm like oh hire this person do this one thing which led to these amazing outcomes But I think what intuition has allowed for me really is to live a life on my terms, not a life of shoulds Mm -hmm. and ought tos. And this is what I'm told makes a good mom and a good worker and a good doctor, but really living into like, what what do I want out of life? What will... What will support me in the experience of fulfillment? What, how can I make a difference? And, you know, I don't know where this path will take me. It's been a lot of unraveling and uncovering and letting go of a lot of fear, of judgment that I will get from other people that I'm woo woo now and crazy. And so, especially the, the dad side of the family, because they're all, you know, they're like, what? You're, you know, but they, they do it too. We all have an intuition and it's just like a fingerprint. It's so unique to each individual, but because of our society, we have unlearned and we have forgotten that aspect of who we are, but it's becoming much more apparent in the world right now
0: absolutely i think that um people are waking up or remembering um and it doesn't have to, it can be uh like i love your description of your upbringing like it can be right hand and left hand together right like there is a place for western medicine right mm-hmm. I mean, it has saved my life surgically a number of times and um and we can hold that in equal measure to intuitive knowing and um healing modalities that that some people might dismiss as woo, like what your aunt mentioned to, you know, even you dismissed that as woo when you were a young doctor who knew everything, right? And so um, yeah, so how can we, you know, make room at the table for these various modalities to increase well to increase wellness? You know, for everyone and all sides.
1: Yeah, I think it's so important. And yeah, there's a masculine and a feminine side. Although intuition is considered a fe- more on the feminine side of the spectrum. You know, Tesla used his intuition. He mm-hmm. used to induce dream states and 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 hold this heavy ball because he knew as soon as he woke up would be the critical time where he felt the most um, in touch with that subconscious. You know, all types of greats, even Steve Jobs. I heard the story that he told, Mark Zuckerberg went to him like, I don't know what direction my company is going in, in the very early stages of Facebook. And he didn't counsel him to go meet with some advisor. He told him to go to an ashram and sit and be silent and follow what the messages he got from that. So Mark Zuckerberg went to India to an ashram. And from there, he was able to uh, really get in touch with the the next direction, the next step he wanted to take with the company. So everyone has it. We all have a different way of looking at it. We've been told though, that it's it's only afforded to certain people who are psychic. And it's not for everyone. And maybe it doesn't apply to me. That's simply just not true. And part of the work is just exploring and getting in touch with, well, what does my fingerprint look like? What aspects of my intuition are really open and free? And that curiosity and openness will carry you so far.
0: I love that. And what I find too in intuitive work is that um, for me anyway, and many of the people that I've worked with over the years, it um, it comes in as a whisper. So when we are numbing ourselves and distracting ourselves with Candy Crush or whatever game we're playing on our phone or online shopping 12 hours a day, um, we're not making space. It's just, it's too loud. Like But there has to be some stillness some space, maybe a little bit of quietness, and then it emerges in different ways for everybody. But that seems to be
1: um, a common factor for it. What do you think? Oh, my gosh, I love the way you put that, you know, and then it emerges. Yeah. So it's not like this. All of a sudden, I got a rush of like, you need to go do this, this, this and this. I've had those moments at critical points in my life yep. occasionally but it's an emergence and can we create the space if there's no space for it the messages can't come in the sensations can't come in the but that that subtleness that whisper can emerge if we create space for it
0: yeah and i mean i know you've studied functional medicine i think also we can create conditions for intuition. And some of that is as basic, I don't know, like eating healthy foods, drinking clean water, getting wet, like the stuff that, you know, our grandmothers
1: told us. <laughs> Absolutely. Or my aunt Cosette told me she was like, yeah. you know. <laughs> and she was very subtle about it. That's the, that's the intuitive piece. It wasn't like, go do this. You know, it was like, you know, you may want to you know, you might want to consider. Right. And so over time I would hang on to those words, you know, cause I was like, there's something in this. I don't know what it is yet, but as soon as I find out, it's going to be pretty profound. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's the foods we eat. It's even movement, even allowing ourselves, you know, not just like high intensity interval training, although that is great. Any movement in the body is great, but can I allow myself to stretch? Can I let myself do certain yoga poses? Can I give my feed myself the uh, things that are going to aid my digestion, aid my nutrition and really support myself in the whole, like being as we say in rehab medicine, where it's a specialty to maximize your function. So can I be as functional as possible in that, whether it's, and I've taken it a step further, you know, rehab medicine really looks at physical function, but intuition allows us to look at how the impact of physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. And so I often ask myself what if whether I'm coaching or I'm in a consultation with uh, a client or patient who's wanting to elevate their health, those are the four things I'm considering. It's like, okay, where can how how can we take this one step further physically? How can we take it one step forward emotionally, spiritually, mentally? How can we offer more support, function? how can we offer more nutrition? You know, so it's interesting to see how this is all coming together. Cause I really do feel like the medicine of the future is going to be more about a partnership and creating the environment and space for healing to occur.
0: That's so beautiful. And, and that reminds me that um, I saw in your bio, which is so um, full of achievement, that you worked um, for a while in some capacity with Partners in Health. Is that true?
1: Yeah. yeah, for six years, I was the rehab advisor for Partners in Health. It's a international organization that serves the poor, the rural poor mainly, all over the world. And so after the earthquake in Haiti... I um, helped to develop a rehabilitation program. And, you know, the culture is very, uh, the rural culture, I should say, is very intuitive. And so we brought a lot of these principles forward with people and they let go of their shame. They used to have, there used to be a lot of shaming around bringing your herbs (laughs) That you would use at home, it was like the hush-hush secret, and I was like, "No, no, I want to know about them. What are you using? What you got there?" And so it was just. Um, it's nice to see how this can really tra- intuition can transcend, you know, any environment. But it also it's very wise and very simple, so you can use it wherever. And we didn't have, I remember even, I was in the situation. We had a guy come in after a car accident. He couldn't move his legs. I was like, okay, maybe he has a spinal cord injury. And (laughs) we only had one x-ray film left for the day. And my friend who was an ER doctor was like, which one? She's like, we need to get an AP. And I checked inside and I was like, an AP just means a film straight at the, at the spine looking front to back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, we need to get a side view, a lateral view. And she's arguing with me and she's like, you better be right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is a little bit too much pressure. Right. That's a lot of pressure. But we only had one <laughs> X-ray film for old school people. I'm <laughs> dating myself. It's like, you used to have, Actual films that you use to take x rays, just like they did in cameras. Nowadays, it's all digital. So I said, Well, if we want to see if the spine is unstable, we got to get a lateral. So we got the one view. And magic happened that day because most people with spinal cord injuries in Haiti end up with full paralysis. They wait several weeks for surgeries. There happened to be a surgeon in Port au Prince who was visiting from the United States, who agreed to take the case. We put him on a backboard. We shuttled him down two and a half hours away, partly through dirt roads on my Sunday beach day. There you (laughs) go. (laughs) But he got there, he got the surgery, he recovered and he's walking. And not to say that not walking is a bad thing, but in Haiti, it's much more challenging when you don't have paved roads and sidewalks. And um wheelchairs usually fall apart within eighteen months, max,
0: yeah, yeah, I was so interested to see your good work. Um, I've read Dr. Paul Farmer's books, and he's kind of a hero of mine. He and yeah, um, I just think it's interesting because I think, you know, we need society, not just physicians, but all aspects of society to tune into into intuition, because I think that's how we level up. That's how we move through stalemate of, you know, of the sort of extremes that we're moving through right now, politically and idea wise. And um, yeah, I mean, that intuition as a, as a service to community and to humanity, I think is a key as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, Paul was a very intuitive man. You know, he was my boss. Yeah. I mean, my boss's boss, but my boss and he would visit, but he never, he had this keen ability to remember people, you know, and remember you and remember your family and remember like what you were up to. But his other key aspect, very highly intuitive man he knew and he created possibilities where none existed but he would commit to something and say we are going to allow this to happen. We're gonna make this ha- this I know everybody's saying no and everybody's saying it can't be done especially with rural poor people who may not have the most education and he proved all of them wrong. He was so committed, you know, to let's create a new possibility. And that's why intuition is important. It's like, it is the space in which miracles can occur. It is the space that helps to facilitate those miracles. And so And I think if we tune in, it can, it can also be a river flowing forward.
0: Like it's a way forward, but, but it asks us to tune in and connect with and see that way because we can miss it. Yep. Like, just like you were saying, people are saying, oh, there's no way to do that. That's not possible. I mean, on large global health scales, like what partners in health was doing, but in our own lives, we see that too. we, we think, oh, that that's possible for Dr. Leroy, but I could never do that, yeah, you know? Yeah. Or we compare ourselves and we think, oh, well, there's no way I could do that. Whereas I think intuition gives us, it's like this way
1: through. Yeah, because the logical mind, you're right. If we do the math, it doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. But when we add that intuition in, it opens up possibilities, intention, and uh, it's like a partnership with whether you call it the universe universal love God a higher power but it opens up this space for those miracles to come in and occur
0: yeah I love that I wonder if you have any advice for someone listening who like you said we're all intuitive um many of us have forgotten that but how to begin you know we've talked about carving out a little time for stillness and how in the beginning that might be not super comfortable.
1: (laughs) Do you have any other tips or strategies for people? Oh, absolutely. One is intention, like really set, you know, if you have a desire and it's really heartfelt, follow it. Um, And the, you know, the other is sometimes you need a guide. Sometimes you need some guidance. And so seek out people. Seek out leaders, even if they just serve as virtual mentors or people you admire from afar. It's so important to connect to that because the logical mind gets us into a lot of self-doubt, naysaying, and criticism, and sometimes having... Someone around who's been on the path a little longer and can witness can be really supportive. And they can also be supportive in, is that my intuition or is this me just being pissed off or oh, me being goodness. upset or me being sad, you know, so that discernment between the two. Um, so I would say really having the desire uh Finding others who can support you in the journey. And then the last thing is discipline. Even if it's just a minute a day, even if it's 30 seconds, to like maybe your stillness because you've been on this rat race, you know, um, is just taking three deep breaths. Maybe it's just being silent for 30 seconds, but it's like working out. It's a muscle. We can build upon that. So there's a lot of simple things we can do and over time, they'll accumulate and create bigger things.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And Andre, if someone is listening and they're interested and, and they would love to work with you, how could they do that? Do you have any offerings? Oh yeah,
1: sure. I have some group offerings. Actually, I am launching an expanding intuition course in mid-January. 12 week. It's a coaching group as well as one-on-one sessions. Uh, I have a winter solstice, S-O-U-L event coming up on the winter solstice. If you want to check out and just explore, I also do wellness consultations and intuitive consultations. And you can find me on Instagram at dr. L-E-R-O-Y-M-D, Dr. Leroy, M-D. Or you can find me on my website, www.drleroy, D-R-L-E-R-O-Y.com.
0: Wonderful. I will link both of those in the show notes as well for people. Awesome. So I want to just say thank you so much. I have a sense we could talk for a lot longer, but I'm going to land the plane. Yeah. Uh, I want to say thank you for the work you're doing in the world, for the work you have done, for um, creating space for others to,
1: um, to remember their gifts. Yeah. And thank you for creating such a beautiful container and allowing your gifts to be expressed in the world. So needed. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was so great to talk to you. Yes. Thanks.